please. I'll buy. I will buy the gin for E3. How's that? That's fine. Okay. You can make I, it nice. Nice. I still, gin. Have the, I still have the bottle of gin from last year. No, we're buying nice gin. That was nice gin. Was that, it? That was fucking nice. That was Hendrix. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah fair I, enough. D- does gin last? Probably not. I wonder. Hmm. Look at the expiry date on it. I'll need to check. How long does gin last in an open or unused bottle? Yeah, that's that's the question. Uh. In a pantry, apparently, it keeps it indefinitely. In a pantry? I guess it's got a really high alcohol content. I suppose, yeah, so. it's going to... Yeah. It's, good, exa- for, it's w- good for years, if not decades, after opening, because it's about 40% alcohol. Okay, well, we're good for gin, then. I'll buy something else. You can buy the chicken wings. Yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll make sure I move the gin to my pantry. Yeah. Though You must um, have a pantry with all yeah. that money you've got. It's next to my proving oven and my uh, wine cellar. And your agar. My ar- I, have to, I don't know what an agar is. It's, it's a fancy <laughs> oven that runs off of some special thing. That's exactly... I, 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 I need to look so this up. I have so much more Hang information on. now than when I started. It's an oven that runs off a thing. Like gas, yeah. wood, children. Like what does it's, it run it's off It's not of? gas. Is it not just like a, a, a metal range cooker? Is that not kind of yeah, what Yeah, I is? think that's just it. I think it's just really fancy. Ugh. Oh yeah, okay, I'll, p- I'll put it underneath my agar. Um, I've been criticised for high energy consumption and inefficiency. Because they, they come from like... The... A small two-oven agar running on gas will use approximately two, 425 kilowatts of energy per week. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy. That's like... the sta- A standard gas oven or hob... Hang on, I lost the page. Uh... A standard gas oven and hob uses 580 kilowatts per year. And that says, for, what, how much? That's 425 per week. A week? Yeah. Fuck me. What do you, I suppose, like, you need something. They, they look really nice and apparently are good. I, I don't you know need, why. You need something to cook your quail in, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Something, like to, something to burn the servants when they're disobedient. You know. Right. Let's go for it. Um... <laughs> Hello again, Internet. It is us from the Game Engine Start podcast for the 29th of May, 2014. I'm Callum. I'm Ewan. And oh my god, Ewan, I didn't realise that not having anything to do would be so busy. <laughs> it's yeah. hectic. See when, you're, see when you're, your your cushy student life finishes, yeah. real, life, real life hurts like a bitch. Yeah, I thought I would have all this time, but now I'm like doing applications and like writing letters and personal statements and dealing with i don't know so much stuff yeah i've got no time it's, it's busy it's it's a it's a busy time but just I think didn't expect this but just think about when you're going to be grown up and um and responsible no responsible no people are going to call me doctor god damn it how do you think that no, <laughs> not for three years and i am not yeah i am not letting you do that until you have that bit of paper I'm going to make you call me doctor one day. It, it's going to be bad enough when my girlfriend gets hers. Yeah, and that'll be great. Gonna, I've said, I have explicitly said that for the first, you get the first month free 
And after that... <laughs> you get and, one month of waving your doctor around. Yeah, you get one month of... Oh! Uh, yeah. We need to get into a situation where uh, it's the three of us going to some sort of official occasion because then we get we get announced <laughs> as Dr. Robertson and Dr. and Mr. Robertson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. It's, it's, it's the added advantage, though, of... Because apparently, most commonly, if you go to a function as Dr. Dr. Robertson plus yeah. one, they would assume that I am the doctor. So I will milk that for all it's worth. No, 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 because they, they announce it, they announce you both, so it would be Doctor and Mister, so they would yeah. know it's... It's true, it's they true, They would know it's actually. your, yeah. your you know, other half. You know, it's, I'll, I'll get used to it. But no, she gets, so she gets... Emasculated. The, she gets the first month for free, and then if it continues, she has to call me Master, so, you know. <laughs> Christ. Master Please. of Science. Master of Science. Master of Science, Robertson. That sounds... That's like, did, I, did I ever tell you about that? Uh, about what my flatmate wants to do? No. He wants to move to Switzerland because if he does his master's in Switzerland, you technically have a degree that makes you the master of space. Master of space? Yeah. The degree The degree is in, like, I don't know what the degree's in, but you end with it with a master's in space. That... Oh, so, there's a so it'd be like... So you, so t- his title would be name master of space. But there's a difference between Masters in Space and Master of Space. I think it's Master of Space. Master but of Space is good. Master in Space is just you in this wide empty room. Like, that's... Going, I'm the best! Yeah. Look at me! Look, Look at me. me, I'm a master. Yeah. Anyway. That's I get, enough of it. I, I, we were sitting in a, a presentation yesterday in work where they were handing out long service awards. And oh, God. Like, Did you already like, get one? No, 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 no. You're pretty old. No. There was a guy there who's like... He's been there for 17 years and 14 years. And one of my mates turned around to me and went, how long have you been here now? And I was like, three, almost four years or something like that. And he was like, you became one of those soon. You're almost 30, right? And I'm like, no, no, fuck you. You're like three years younger than me. This is not a conversation that we are allowing to have. You're closer to 30 than you are 20. I, yes, but I'm also closer to 25 than I am 30. So that's true. It's true. It depends how you look at it. You know, most people don't count in 25. I, I do. That's because you're biased. Yep, but that's how I'm going to continue to do it until I can no longer All right. do that. With your 25... Well, I, can't, I can't remember your 30-year-old brain. Whatever the fuck age you are. 26? 7? I don't even... I don't know. It's your age. I, I know how old I am. I don't need to know how old you are. I think I'm 27. I can't... Whatever. Um, yeah, whatever I am. What did you use your 27-year-old brain to do in the world of video games? Um, well, I think this is going to be kind of interesting because we both played the same games. Uh, kind of. I mean, I so, so like, the two big ones are the only ones I've played. So have you played anything that wasn't the two big games over the last two weeks? Um, I've played a lot of Diablo, as I've kind of been consistently doing. Right. I still find that game really fun. I don't know why. What, I still what's, find that game what, really what's your difficulty level right now? We're, at, you... we're at Torment Six, so we're at the highest difficulty. Torment. I finally got my Torment is that Torment's the highest difficulty in the game, and then that gets split into six different levels. Oh right, okay. And Torment Six being the highest, and I finally got enough gear on my monk to be able to tank Group T Six. Okay. And uh, that was pretty good. I changed my my skill build and then got some decent gear, and now I can tank for T Six, which is pretty good. So I feel pretty that like, that's really fun. I'm enjoying cool. that a lot. Um, Trying to think what else. I, we've, we've, we're steadily still making our way through Final Fantasy X too. I saw your the, the trophies popping on yeah. Facebook for that. Um, yeah, how's, we, how's that going? 
we we all realise the point at, uh, the point at which Final Fantasy X two just becomes insane, where um, the two things that are happening in Final Fantasy X two we, we forgot that that game is basically sixty percent mini games. We forgot that. Is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Which is terrifying. There's like the whole. There's like the mini game that's in every Final Fantasy game, which in this one is just adding up primary numbers. There's a whole sequence we have to play. Simon says, "There's is it, is it like Yuna teaches counting, or what is?" I don't oh no, the mini, that the, the, the mini game is is it's this grid based thing that's like you've got a number in the middle of the grid that is like a number from one to ten, and you need to use numbers in the outside square and the inside square that add up to a multiple of the number in the middle. Okay. In sure. any combination, and there are special bonuses you can get if you like use the same multiple for different numbers, or if you use the same number of things in the square to get it. What to accomplish? What like is this? Just like the bar game that they play? This is the, this is like the equivalent of like Tetramaster, or oh, okay, it's like the mini game for that. But then you have to go and play Simon Says in Thunder Plains for a bit, and like. Uh, what's the other one? You have to do one of those weird, like you know that puzzle that's like the wolf and sheep on the the the, the river. And oh, you've you got have to get move. the wolf and the sheep across yeah, the river. You've yeah, you've got to do a similar sort of thing to that in one of the quests. In what context? There's a there's a cave in which you need to get civilians out of, but every civilian will only join your party in a specific circumstance. So it says like this person is only happy in groups of four or above but needs to be in front of the group. And, like, so you have to do all that logic as just well. When I, just when I thought this game couldn't get any weirder, it turns it's into so goddamn strange. Professor Layton. And then, like, and then it just gets mental where... I'm going to spoil a little bit of the story of Final Fantasy X-2 here, but it's a really old game, so you should know it if you were going to play it. There's a whole point, the whole story right now revolves around this immortal god weapon mm. called the Vegna Gun. And... Okay. Uh, the... The crux of the story right now is that the, the Vegna gun has now gone missing. It's in this giant dome thing underground, and no one like touched it for ages. And then we showed up and went away and came back, and someone it's gone missing. It's just gone now. Okay. And there's a giant hole in the wall. But it turns sure. out that where it's moved to, do you remember in Final Fantasy X? Do you remember the far plane and what that is? Uh. Roughly, yes. So the far plane's effectively heaven, kind of. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a place where you could go and like meet up with dead people and all yes, that sort of stuff, where all the dead souls yes. go and all that sort of stuff. The Vegna gun has been hidden under the far plane, so it's <laughs> therefore existing under heaven. Okay. I don't know how that's possible. No, because the the far plane is not like a. It's not a 3D space. No, it, that's you can't what I hide it under well. something. Exactly. This is why I'm confused. But is that so? I'm is excited that, is that to play the, more of it to figure is, out how someone has done this. Is that how the characters refer to it as under the far plane? Uh, I, I don't. I can't actually remember how they refer to it in game, but it's under the far plane, Weird. and it makes no sense to me. But it's under the far plane. Okay. Um, I, how many hours? How many hours have we put into it? Oh Christ! Uh, like, I want to say like eighteen, twenty. Right. We're halfway through Act 3, with Act 3 being the longest act. Right. Uh, and we've got two more acts to go after that. We now have to finish it within two months, because that's when I need to leave this flat. So that'll right, be fun. Okay. Um, that's doable, right? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, other than that, I played 
uh, Warlock 2, the sequel to Warlock, Masters of the Arcane. That's the Civ game that's got magic in it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so Warlock 2 The Exiled. Um, it's, it's very similar to Warlock 1 in that it's probably almost exactly the same game, except it's got new races and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So it works very similarly to any sort of Civ game where you build cities and research stuff and build units and all that sort of stuff. Uh, except now it's got more races, so you can go and experiment with all that stuff. I've had fun with it just because I like Civ games and all that sort of stuff, and the new races are kind of cool as well. Fair enough. Um, so I've had fun with it. The, the most interesting thing about it, so when you make your your great mage, who's like the leader of your... the Your like incarnate in the game is like mm. the leader of your Civ. Uh, you pick perks to start off with that'll be like you get 10% extra gold or whatever sure. um, and you pick basic starting spells for like whatever purpose you want and you get 10 points to spend on this mm-hmm. you can forgo every perk and every spell and starting off with a city and units forgo all that but you start as a dragon okay you start as a big ass dragon and you have to survive as a dragon. You can still take cities, mm-hmm. but you, you're a dragon and you don't have any cities to start with. So if you die without getting a city, you're out of the game. But you still own cities and do no, you, civ-like you, things of... You can own cities. You start the game just as a dragon. So the first thing you need to do is go and find a really weak city yeah. and take that over. And then you start playing the civ game of like building up and all that sort of stuff. Sure. But you start as a dragon... That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. I think that's a really cool idea. And uh, when when we get to playing it online, I might attempt that okay. as a as a course because that might be funny. <laughs> sure. Um, in that. I also played episode three of season two of The Walking Dead. I don't know if I talked about oh, that last week. No, you didn't. You said uh, you told me off air that it was good, but oh yeah, I'm not going to talk specifics about it because it's mm. you've not played it and yes. it's it's very important. But yeah, that's. That's an episode of a Walking Dead game right there. It's oh god, it's yeah, it's pretty good. You I'm glad. Play to, that I'm, I'm glad to see it still. Um, it holds it still up. Holds up. Yeah, it, it's still doing what what it did in the first season it, it, to a different degree, but it's doing it what it did. The the trigger point for me is going to be um, if they don't announce any plans for Walking Dead to move to PS4 at E3, I'm just going to buy it on PS3. I can't take it anymore. I need you, to. Oh, you played it on PSD to begin with? Yes, you? that was... And also because the performance will be shit. Like, yeah. you know, because it was pretty bad previously, so... Sure. I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, like, that, and also I want to keep my save, so... Of course you do, yeah. We'll see. I, that, that's what I would be worried about if they said they announced it for PS4. Yeah. Is that they might not say, oh, save transfers. And... They've, said all, they've said all the right things up till now. They've said, like, we would really like to do this, and we're, we're working with Sony to see if this is a possibility, so... Yeah. Well, that's good. I don't know. And, yeah, should... and there was, there was rumours of... I think there was a leak. I think we mentioned it on the podcast at one point about the the season one pack leaked for yeah, the PS4 and Xbox One pack thing. Yeah. yeah, so like they've obviously ported the engine and it works. Mm-hmm. They just haven't done season two. Gone round to season two yet. Yeah, but yeah, if you're not playing that, you should be playing that. Yeah. If you've not played any of them before, go buy season one, play through that, and then buy season two because you'll probably want to after you've played season one. Uh, um, the fourth, fourth or third, third episode? No, one two. Fourth episode, fourth if episode you're talking of, about Wolf Among Us. Yeah, yeah, came out yesterday. 
So oh, good. Um, I'll need to play that I, at some point. Yeah, that's one of the games that I'll be picking up when a sale happens. Yes, that and the new Wolfenstein because that apparently is yeah. actually really interesting. So I'm super interested in that. The more to hear about it, the more interested I am. Seems um, pretty cool. One of the things I'm probably going to talk uh, mention in the what happened last month this this month is there was an article from Polygon I think about how Wolfenstein uh, treats um, sex in a narrative setting. Mm-hmm. Like apparently it does it in the most tasteful, non exploitative way that well, the game good. has done, which is one of the most bizarre statements ever. Like this is this is let's just remind ourselves that this is Wolfenstein. This, this is Wolfenstein, yeah. This is this is not a game that that you would expect to be lauded for story and tactfulness yeah. and but yeah, which is, that, but it's good that it is though. Oh, completely. It's and yeah. it's it makes sense when you see the lineage of those guys, right? It's um ex Starbreeze guys mm-hmm. that worked on this game. It's the Reddick people and all the, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, the Butcher Bay, the, um, what was the other first person game Starbreeze did that I can't remember? The Darkness. Was really, Darkness. Yeah. Both of which are great at telling stories in first person. So. Yep. It's awesome. So yes, I will pick that up in a sale. So that's, that's, I think that's basically all I've done. Yeah, um, I mean, so... for me, for me, it was just uh, really iPad stuff. Um, I'm still trucking away on Trials Frontier. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I still really like the mechanics of that game, and there's a lot of content in it. Like, there's a lot of tracks in that game. Like but you said last week you hit the the pay to win. So thing. The, the I just don't trust that game anymore. Yeah. Like you at said all. last week, I remember because there was a bunch of them that was like, um, there's a bunch of them that are. So the whole like I, I mentioned this when I originally talked about it, but at the end of every race, the loot you get from that race or the item you get from that race is on like a like a wheel of fortune style sectioned grid and i am not convinced that that is random at all anymore because it 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 goes against you enough where it looks like they're fixing it but then if you but then we'll give you what you look what you actually need eventually and it all seems tied to like how much fuel you've got left so how many more races you're probably going to get done in this session yeah and like how many times you've tried this track before and failed and restarted yeah. it. Like, I just don't trust anything that game does anymore. And th- I'm sure, I can't. I don't know if I'm just seeing things, but I, I'm sure that when I spin that wheel, it speeds up and slows down to get exactly what it wants. Yeah. And it's like, what is the point in a game that you can't... Like, don't even give me the illusion of randomness. Like, just give me a random item at the end if that's what you're going to do. But yeah, the, the fact that they're giving me this kind of spin and see what you win, and then they just randomly make it very obvious. The back. And, yeah, yeah, it's but it's just it's just not obvious enough where I can hundred percent say they are fucking me over here. Yeah, it's it's infuriating. Um, You'll get that a lot with random, random choice stuff. It's, yeah. it's just Espe- especially in free to play stuff. Yeah, um, but I mean the mechanics are still there and it's still fun. Like I I have enough fuel now where I'll get like six races done in in one burst which is like 10-15 minutes of play and then the fuel yeah. charges in like four hours so you know i get what i need out of it it's, it's a good it's a good time killer Um finally picked up ftl for the ipad that yep. game works really really well on ipad I'm glad. we always um, thought it would and yeah. I, I really wanted it to because it, it's the sort of game that's perfect for an ipad yeah and even just the little tweaks of like um, is it the advanced edition? Do you have all the yes, advanced? Yes, it is the oh, advanced edition. Good. Good. Um, but it's it's the little tweaks you get in the interface, like it, the door opening stuff. 
you you switch into door like door modify mode and then you can just like drag a path with your finger through doors and it'll just open them all up as you oh, draw, that's cool. draw a path like that kind of stuff that makes like putting fires out that mm-hmm. little bit easier and, and it's it's really well done it's good um, so I was playing a bunch of that and then I started playing this game called 838 Hack I think it's called I'm not sure if I got the number I've, right I think I've heard of this before yeah uh, something along those lines um, but yeah it's it's bizarre 868 Hack sorry um, that game's fucking weird and I don't know it's you basically it's it's really hard to describe as well it's you basically get like a grid and you're this like smiley face hack thing and you basically swipe to move around this grid and it's kind of like a roguelike not a roguelike um like a net hack style thing where like sure. the enemies will move when you move so you, if you don't do anything you can sit and plan your stuff out as soon as you move they'll move a spot as well and you have to take them out while amassing enough points as you go through the different stages but every point you get it spawns in a new enemy and it's it's bizarre and it took like super basic tutorial and then it just drops you in and says go and you just die constantly oh so it's like, a roguelike <laughs> yeah like i'm only just getting to the stage where i think i can hold my own for a couple of stages yeah that sounds very roguelike <laughs> yeah it's 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 bizarre but it's yeah. like a, it was like a pound or something like that and i was mm. bored on a train so i, I bought it um um, so the only other thing was the I, I picked up Puzzle Agent for the iPad because oh I, the point and click thing yeah because I yeah. bought them like in like a Steam sale for two pounds or something like that and had never got around to playing them and yeah. they were on they were on sale on iPad so I picked up the first one that game's it's it is just Professor Layton like it's just that's all that game is it's like a point and click adventure with Professor Layton puzzles I've got no problem with Professor Layton yeah I mean game. it's good it, the the puzzles are not to the same quality. How many matchstick puzzles? None. No matchstick really? puzzles. Yep. Wow. Not one. So it's not a Professor Layton game. No. Well, it's yeah. I know. I know that that's a requirement for Professor mm-hmm. Layton is that there's at least one matchstick puzzle in it, preferably two if you can get that in there. Yeah, there's normally at least one. Um, but no, like it's it's a. The puzzles are not as polished as you would get in Professor Layton. Like at least in Layton. I can't, like if you when you finish a puzzle in Layton, like it's been a while since I played any of those games. Yeah. When you get a solution, can you get an explanation as to why that's the correct solution? Is that a, is that an option? I don't remember. Like, it's I, been a while since I played a Layton game as well. Yeah. But it's, it's one of the good things about Puzzle Agent is that, like, when you get a solution, it'll you can hit the question mark on the result screen. It'll go, okay, here's the working to how to get to this end point. Yeah. Because there was a couple of puzzles where I was like, I think this is right, and I kind of guessed and got it. And then you would be able to go back and go, oh, okay, that's this logic and this logic and this logic. But there's a couple of puzzles where I kind of, I didn't know, I guessed, and then went, I don't understand this, the solution. Like, I don't know how I was supposed to draw that. Like, there's a couple of them, there's gaps in logic, which for a logic game is pretty fucking bad. But it's one of the yeah. ones, like, it's one of the puzzles where you're like, um, it's like there's a bunch of people around a table and everyone's ordering something different and it gives you like five rules about this person is not sitting next to the person who ordered this and this, yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff and I was like I got four out of the six and I'm like I don't know how I'm supposed to guess these last two so I just put them in a random order and hit go and I got it right and then you look at the solution and it's like oh well it's obviously this guy because of this and you're like I that makes no sense but alright moving on yeah and sure just, just kept going um, it's also got a weird horror vibe to it like really? so, the, so the whole story in inverted commas behind the thing is that you play as this N- N- Nelson Nelson Tethers who is the 
one and only member of the CIA's puzzle division. Um, and you get called out to go to Scoggins, Minnesota. To, Scoggins. Which is a fantastic name. And That's I don't a know great name for it. Scoggins Sc- is the real place. Scoggins, Scoggins, Minnesota to work out why the eraser factory has stopped producing erasers for the White House. Like, that's the whole concept behind this thing. It's a fantastic thing. But you basically, you turn up in this middle of this, like, white, snowy Minnesota in this town with a grand total of about seven people living in it. And these kind of red garden gnomes start appearing and, like, whispering to people and, like, brainwashing them. And there's, like, a cult going on. And it's... Amazing. Yeah. And there's points where... There's a couple of points where you'll be halfway through, like, solving a puzzle... And like like a, like you know like a like a pipe dream kind of puzzle where you've got yeah. here's all the bits get this yeah, this yeah. thing to this like there's a couple of times you'll drag on a tile and the tile will just fall off the board and it will drop out the puzzle view and it um you'll reach under the thing to pick up the pipe and there's just these two like gnome eyes staring at you and you're like like it's it's That's a great. little bit creepy it's and there's a creepy. lot of like jump cuts and like really dramatic music and it's bizarre. The whole yeah. game is bizarre, but it's it's a it's a pretty decent late game, especially for like one pound fifty that I bought it for. Sure, yeah. So the first I've heard, it, I've heard it's really good and like funny and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, it? It did, yeah, the writing's pretty funny as well, and the characters yeah. are, are are pretty good. And that's good. I just love the whole concept of the CIA having a puzzle division. Yeah, that's pretty. Good. And the the fact that I think it's in the second one because the second one's on iPad as well. Like you interact with somebody from the vegetables and roots division. Oh, great! Who's just come back from some big carrot-based disaster, like, somewhere across... The, like, the whole concept that there are these divisions of the CIA that are just nonsense is really funny to me. Um, That's pretty so cool. That, yeah, that was good. So I'll be picking up the second one for my next train journey at the weekend. Cool. Um, so that was all kind of all the small stuff. So the two big games that we did, um, we both played uh, Transistor. Yep. Which to came completion? Out. Have we both finished yes, it at this point? Okay. which came out last Wednesday, last Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, your wrote review, which should be going up tomorrow. I did. It'll be either um, going up tomorrow or the day after. So do you want to do you want to tell people, tell the audience what um, Transistor is in a kind okay. of subtle way? So Transistor is the second game by Supergiant, the guys that made Bastion, the incredible game that is Bastion. Mm. And at face value, initially Transistor seems to be a very similar thing in that it's the story of a character going through a world uh, to find some sort of resolution. In this case, it's a character called Red, who is a singer in the city of Cloudbank, this mystical kind of sci-fi futuristic city mm. that has had her voice stolen for purposes unknown and is accompanied by a sword called the Transistor, which talk to, talks to her uh, and seems to know her in the beginning. And that whole that whole thing goes through the game. And it seems to be like Bastion and that it's a third-person action game. Um or action RPG, I should say, until you get to the, the combat, which has a specific system where you can freeze time and queue up a bunch of actions and then execute them all at once uh, to graduate to the vet. And that's basically all it is. You do that and you go through and you experience the world and what's happening in it and all the stuff that goes through the story. Yeah, That's basically what Transistor is. So, like, visually that game is like nothing else I've ever seen. It's, like, it's a very pretty game. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. gorgeous. Every, every environment and every character and every because everything's so, it's a really minimal style. Yeah. So everything's so, it's it's kind of like the, I keep when I think about games like this, I think about how um, so Gabe, who draws Penny Arcade when he was mm-hmm. talking about, he got commissioned to do something about Professor Layton and that's a very similar thing 
Professor Leighton's style is incredibly minimal. It's all yeah. like really basic lines and colors and all that sort of stuff. He's talking about he got commissioned to do something for Professor Leighton, and it's as he was drawing it, he said he couldn't do it in their style because any sort of one line out of place and the whole thing looks wrong. Yeah, it's that it's that kind of minimal perfection that Transistor it, does so well. It very much looks like it's because it's like a single artist that does mm-hmm. a bunch of this, and you can tell like it's it's so cohesive, everything yeah. fits together. It's everything so, looks like it's from the same world. Yeah, everything's so perfect and works together so perfectly. It's mm. an absolutely gorgeous game and works perfectly with the music, which the is music, also incredible. The astounding. Like, yeah. the music, like, I've had that soundtrack on for days now. It's just yeah. great. It's a, it's a weird mix of, like, kind of electronic with weird acoustic guitar stuff in there and yep. bits of everything. And just the vocal performances just incredible yeah the, Which, the voice yet again is amazing yeah especially for like for a game that's about a singer it's yeah it's it's good it's that kind they of important it. that they have that but yeah it just it's it's incredible uh, yeah every, everything about it and the everything about it visually is incredible and sounds incredible even like the the noises of like the weapons and the enemies not so stuff really mm. good just the sound design in general is amazing yes. So um, I think I think it's the narrative stuff is where we start to to well it's to fall apart here. Yeah, this is where I have a problem, but you don't seem to have a problem with it. Yeah. Um. So that game, unlike Bastion, which had choice and stuff like that, the end, that game ends and has finality to it and all that sort of stuff, which is great and ends really emotionally. It's a really great ending and all that yes. sort of stuff. But as I was watching the credits and. Uh, reminiscing and thinking about all I'd done and all that sort of stuff I kept thinking back and realising that a lot of stuff hadn't been explained mm. in that world and I understand that part of it may be just so that it's open to interpretation and all that sort of stuff but it's like pretty basic stuff that shouldn't be open to interpretation in my opinion that they're mm. kind of leaving open and unanswered like for example the like but the main enemy in the game are these robots called the Process. I'd, are they really robots? They're, they they, they kind of are. Exact, they exactly. Are. I'm just saying they're robots. Yeah. But in the entire game, they're, it's never explained what they are, what they actually do, why they were made in the first place. Like, they, they don't get explained. All that gets explained is that something went wrong and they went out of control. It's not... And, it, and, and, it's, and it's important because it relates to the motivation in the villains so the the camarada who are the 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 villains of the piece the kind of people you're chasing after to try and get your voice back mm-hmm. are the kind of not rulers of cloud bank but they're the kind of illuminati of the they kind of run things behind the scenes yeah, they're, they're, they're the esteemed of the upper class yeah they're the upper class that are trying to make sure that everything works and all that sort of stuff and the process is directly linked to their motivation because it's it's shown through the course of the game that they made them and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm but they never explain why or what they were supposed to do initially. And I understand that it's bad that they went wrong. You'll all see when you play the game why it's bad that they went wrong. I understand why it's bad that they went wrong, but they don't explain why that's a bad thing. Like, maybe this was their plan all along. It's the, this is, the major problem with it is the stuff that doesn't get explained is directly related to things like motivation of character and all that sort of stuff. And it the problem I have with it is that I know this studio can do better because Bastion didn't really explain itself either. Bastion was really slow in what it told and all that sort of stuff, but at the end, it was accomplished. 
at the end of it, you understood everything that happened and why it was happening and all that sort of stuff. And Bastion, I got... I had so many questions at the end of Bastion, it kind of ruined the experience for me. Mm-hmm. And it, like, the multiple other you questions... Mean, sorry, like, you mean Transistor? Yeah, Transistor, that's what I meant. I, like, I even... And, like, things... Like, the, the one of the core characters, like, the Transistor itself, the sword that talks to you and all that sort of stuff, is not explained what it is. It's explained what it does... And but it's not explained how it does it or what it actually is or what it was made for in the first place or it, it it's just this entity for like a thing happens to it. There's no backstory behind it, so I kind of got left confused. Mm. I I felt for it. I understood what it was, why the what it was talking about and why it was talking and why it was saying the things it was saying. And I felt for it. I got that, but I don't understand what it was there for because I don't understand the backstory behind it. And it's. It may be that it, all this starter stuff is is uh, found in audio logs and all that, and audio logs and stuff like. Um, so the skill system this relates kind of to the skill system, and the skill system you've got so every skill be, you be, can use. Before Sorry. we before we go into the skill system, let's yeah. just clarify this. Mm. Um, the that game, so like you, you played it on PC and I played it on PS4. Yeah. Um, that game just goes like there's yeah. no. There's no intro. There's no kind of scene setting. Like in the PS4, you're just you're the getting PS, dropped the, and you go. Yeah, on the PS4, the way it works is like you hit transistor on the menu. It opens. It shows the logo. It shows the loading screen, and then you are just in it. Yep. And that's she, the same she, for pick, PC. she picks up the transistor, and you are just in control. And the, yep. the, the sword starts talking. There's no preamble. There's nothing. And I, I think I agree that. The maybe the motivations of the camarada. What are they? The camarada. Camarada. The motivations of them are never like one hundred percent explained. But I also the reason why I don't have a problem with it is that I don't think it matters. Like that story to me was that that story was a revenge story for me. Like it was the the camarada have done this horrible thing. Yep. To red to the main yep. character mm-hmm. and she wants to get them back for it and mm-hmm. and possibly reverse the thing that has happened right? right and that was enough for me like the point that the fact that the fact that they don't really explain like why they why the tra- why they created the transistor or what they why they did what they did or all that kind of stuff like you get bits and pieces of it and you get a rough idea yeah but it just didn't seem important enough that it was a major factor that they didn't resolve anything so the problem i had with it was that it, it it not only links the character and all that sort of stuff, which is important, but it, it was the fact it, it was that there was a, a a dissonance for me because on the one hand you've got this this world that is so perfectly created and realized and like mm. that like everything in that it's just you're, you're really immersed in that world like you feel cloud bank and you understand everything about it and because it, it's so gorgeous and works everything so perfectly and then on the other hand there's all this stuff happening to it that's got no grounding because mm-hmm. you've got no backstory or understanding. Like, you don't understand... You, you understand something bad happening to Cloudbank and that's a bad thing because it looks really nice and is a coherent city. Mm-hmm. You'll understand why it's happening and that that doesn't work for coherence in a world. Like, in a, in a world where bad things happen, bad things should have reasons for them happening and you don't get those reasons. And it creates this kind of dissonance between a coherent world and a not coherent world it, it kind of felt to me like it was because i'm and trying I can, to I I, can, I, and i can see your i can see your view as well because i thought of this as well if you take transistor as a 
like snapshot of the world of like mm. this is this is a series of events that happened in a bigger world, and like and therefore, but I don't think that that's justification for not having explanation for a lot of stuff. Like you you can you can absolutely focus on one bit of a sequence of like a of a greater story or whatever. That's fine, so long as there's hints of stuff happening before it. And there isn't a lot, there's not enough of that in Transistor for me to be happy with it. Like, just saying that the process was made and they made a Transistor and they want to do stuff to Cloud Bank and all that sort of stuff, yeah, that explains there's some stuff happening before it, but it doesn't, it doesn't ground it. It just kind of lets it exist. It's not... It kind of felt to me very similar to, um, strangely enough, very similar to The Walking Dead, like Mm. the comics or the TV or whatever, where... The fact that you know this horrible thing has happened, you don't, you're never, and they purposefully never say why this horrible thing happened. Yeah. And it's about the characters in that world. And for me, anyway, it was the fact that Red has a task and Red has something she wants to do. Mm -hmm. And you're not, if you were in that position, you don't really, like, there's never going to be a James Bond moment where the villain comes out and goes, and here was my plan the whole time while you're strapped to a table. It's, it it, it just felt like I got enough of the story where I can go, I can't even explain the story. But there was enough, there was enough there to keep me going and say like, okay, I can maybe see, I I, I see enough of how this could have potentially happened. The details are kind of details and they're not, they weren't that important to me. It was the fact that you have the the two main characters, their interaction, and some kind of scene setting for the the fact that the world's collapsing around them. Yeah, that was that was enough for me. Like I I, I, I can totally I can totally see why if you got really invested in the lore of that city. Yeah, because there's a lot there's a lot yeah. there. There's potential there for a lot of really interesting this is, stories. This is this is why I think I was so upset at it. It's not. It's not just because I'm a lore fiend. I like lore and all that sort of mm. stuff. But it's not just because of that. It's because I, because they did such a good job at creating this universe of Cloud Bank, of what it is and what it looks like, and the kind of existence of the people. They did a great job of that just by art and how it looks and the stuff they put around the levels and all that sort. It, of. Really, was- really clever mix of all that sort of stuff. But then didn't give it ground the grounding in like story and all that sort of stuff that it kind of shattered it for me of it, like it, it, it i don't think it, it for me it never really needed the like i didn't want it to turn into a game where it's like hey here's all the story and all these audio logs or written things oh, that you had to I get didn't... but the th- but the thing was like i got in i got chunks you got of it enough out of it yeah because no but it was it was through the the non-explicit bits of narrative you didn't realize were narratives like yeah. there's the the consoles that are strewn all about the, yeah. the levels and stuff like that. Like the first one you go up to, and it says like the the kind of cloud bank system, and you're like, "What color would you like the sky today?" And it gives you like orange or purple or all this yeah. kind of stuff. Like that, that one section, which all it is is like a sentence and a choice, which doesn't really do anything. Yeah, but it sets so much of the world up where you're like, "Okay, the world is obviously controlled by um, a people's democracy." There's obviously some kind of stuff going on here where they can change this, the level of the skies. Yeah, yeah. There's obviously some high technology stuff in there. Like it's it's set enough of the world where I felt like it was a real shame that it was going to shit. Is kind of how yeah, I felt. It, it worked for that 
it worked. It worked like that for me as well, where I got. I was really upset that it was get it was going to hell and all that sort of stuff as well. But then it it was only, and I didn't even realize this when I was playing the game. While I was playing the game, I was exactly like you. It was that I understood that it was a character-driven story of her trying to get her voice back and the interaction between her and the transistor and all that stuff was great. The interaction between her and the transistor is a fantastic. It's bit amazing. Of, Again, it's like, incredible because all it is, is is a character that can't talk and a character that can do nothing but talk. Yeah, and they create this great dynamic relationship between the two of them and it's the, the, really impressive the point where it really hit for me was um like so what again like those consoles that give you like these options and you can like randomly order food and set the color of the sky yeah. and all this kind of stuff anytime you do one of those things it will ask like do you want to leave a comment or feedback or stuff like that mm-hmm. and red since she can't talk her only expression of her internal feelings is in written words mm-hmm. so she will write messages to the other citizens of Cloudbank mm-hmm. and the first time they use that as the first way that Red directly talks to the transistor yeah, that was like Straight, that was a yeah. gorgeous touch like I didn't see that coming and then as soon as it happened you're like yeah like yeah it, it's it, great it, it timed it beautifully with the, the dialogue it felt emotional it was oh it's astounding like yeah. I loved that moment and it's uh, uh, as I say, I was I was like that exactly when I was playing it. But it was only after I finished it entirely, I sat and thought about it for a minute and went, "Yeah, that was really great." And then thought more about it about like the characters and what went on and all that stuff, and just felt kind of hollow about the whole thing. Right. Like, yeah, it was a, not hollow because I cared about the characters, but I, I, I felt like there was something missing, and it's right. really hard to explain. So uh, it's basically yeah. the thing. The thing I would say about transistor is basically if you're like if you if if you agree with you and what we're saying and that you take it as the snapshot that it is and all that sort of stuff it's a fantastic game it's yeah. an incredible game because everything the 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 combat and the story they work perfectly together and it looks incredible and all that stuff if you like universes and story and all that sort of stuff by all means play it because it's a great game to play just try not to think about it too hard because it might shatter it for you yeah. like it did for me. I mean, and it, the, that's the, really killing. It. Like, I really didn't want to have something bad to say about this game, but it just shattered it for me sure. a little bit and it hurts. Have you gone through any of the new game plus yet? Or not there... quite. I realise that it's... I realise there's some stuff in it. And yeah, I'm I think I'm about it, an but... hour and a half into the new game plus mode and I yeah. think having gone through the whole game once... Going through it again kind of fills in a lot of those gaps because sure. like, you because like you know stuff from the end that you can then apply to the start and go yeah. oh, okay so that's all oh, right okay this and it I, all starts to fit back together. It's perfectly fair, but i i hold a I hold a personal thing that if if a game if a game hasn't explained itself by one playthrough, it's probably done a bad job of explaining itself. Oh, I, I I can totally see your point of view. Yeah. I I totally agree. So I so I th- I feel like and if it's like hiding it, if it's hiding all its story and like audio logs and all that sort of stuff, that's pretty bad as well. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah so I, that I, I, I would rather it kept, I would rather it kept it subtle than hide it in audio logs. Yeah, that's, that's that, that, I agree. That's, that's absolutely true. So um, yeah, that's that's transistor basically. That's yeah. it. I, I I'm I'm t- I'm permanently scared that we've said too much already, but it's. It's a good solid five six hours worth of game, and yep. it's it's the combat is amazing and yes. visually audially. It's a skill as a skill system that I'm surprised has never been done before. Yeah, so that skill system is genius. Where yeah, you basically get really there are there are ten skills 
in the whole more game. Than, more than that. Really? You don't, oh, you no, don't sorry, get all your skills in the first playthrough. It's like, so. there's like 7, like 14, 15? Something I'm, like I'm that. I'm imagining yeah. the menu in my head. But you basically get at least, fifth, let's say 15. 15 yeah, skills. Okay. And you can map each one of those skills onto one of the face buttons. Uh, yep. So you could, so you'll get a dash and like a sword hit or a uppercut or whatever. There's multiple skills. They do everything. Yeah. You can map one of them to the face buttons. Or you can take that skill and use it to upgrade one of the face button skills which will add its effect onto the face button skills. So yep. like one of the setups I used for most of the game once I had unlocked all the bits was the the dash move with yep. the thing that throws grenades. Yes, I did that um, as well for a bit. So you've got so the normal face button for the grenade thing will just be like drop grenades all, or, all around you. But if you combine it with a dash, as you dash it will drop grenades behind you. And the third way is that you can use these skills as passive buffs. So if you take, again, that dash skill, if you put yep. it as your passive, it'll just speed up all your movement. Yep. Which, and it's utterly genius. Like, the, the once you look at it and you go, this, if this doesn't get stolen for, by something, it's a waste. It's, it's a, yeah, a, it's, it's a real waste because it's such a, a smart system and I'm it, surprised it's never been done before. Yeah. And it, they do a really clever thing. This is another thing I really like about it is that they tie the skill system into the universe because every in every situation so you could, if you use it as an active as a as a modifier or as a passive every time you use it for a little bit you unlock because every skill is linked to a character through means that we won't explain because yeah. because the game doesn't yeah. but um <laughs> yeah uh, it's yeah. linked to a character it explains a little bit of that character's backstory and what it does in the universe and that's really cool i like mm-hmm. that as well because it means that you've got a direct reason to try new things it encourages experimentation which is great in a combat system like that mm-hmm. so and yeah this, the combat system is great and people will probably steal it yeah because it's and a really the, good idea. the new game plus like i immediately started playing through it again just so i could use all those skills with more enemies and i know and they, that yeah and they basically they, they level up all the enemies as you go yeah. through it like the second time third time through and you have to use different tactics and all this kind of stuff it's, and i know that part of the reason that you like that game is because you get to have a little programmer nerd boner because oh, all the skills I'm, are named like yeah are named like, like actual programming terms with the brackets like, beside them and all the abilities are called functions yep and um they are have named like, like actual functions yeah, like and, they have the brackets for parameters at the end of them like your 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 slow down time thing is called the turn system yep and like they are they, they actually all functions that are usable in programming like well, are they, they all terms that you can use if you create those functions then yeah like they just look okay. like functions they're not necessarily like actual callable things sure okay but they, they use some like programming concepts and yeah. stuff like, uh, like the 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 new game plus is called uh what's recursion. it called recursion that's the one which, which is I a, know programming is a programming term, term. yeah, yeah. Um, i don't know what it is but i know it's a programming term it's i'll explain off there yeah um so the trans- yeah, yeah that, I, that's I, I would definitely say it's well worth the, the oh yeah i i encourage everybody to play it but if you like a little bit of sub like story meatiness and all that sort of stuff just don't think think about it too much if you rely on the story too much yeah just don't think about it too much i think don't think about it too much is probably just go with the ride and yeah just 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 enjoy it for what it is yeah don't break it like i did um (laughs) yeah so the other big thing that came out yesterday so we're recording this on wednesday so yes yesterday um was watchdogs finally and holy shit i'm so surprised that game came out yeah like Jesus. me too like there was a, like i stuck it on facebook as well like there, there's a picture of me holding the desk going like this is like it was two years three, three years two ago three years ago yeah i can't to remember did the division get announced last year or was that yeah, the year before that was last year okay so it was the, the announcement came in your flat so it was yeah. last year 
was two years ago um, they announced Watch Dogs and they dropped that initial like trailer. Nobody yep. knew what it was. Nope. It was this new IP that mm-hmm. looked totally next gen. Incredible like, at the time. Uh, I remember having the, 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 the big Twitter arguments about, like, that can't possibly be running in a PS3. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was astounding. It was, then, the, it was the first this-is-next-gen game. Yes, it was, uh, it was yeah. Ubisoft dropping, dropping the mic and going, right, now you guys need to make hardware that can run this thing. <laughs> it's yeah, basically exactly. what it was. Um, so it finally came out um, after a couple of delays. Um, and so I am only, like, three hours through it. Like, I, I, th- I think I'm, like, four I had to come. I had to come home and do some work. So no, I'm probably only a couple hours. Like, when is the sec? When is your first? Um, uh, how do I describe it? The section where you've got to. You're a driver for somebody. Oh yeah, that's, got it, that's got it. like two hours in. Yeah, look, that, that's basically where I'm on that mission. That's well, where I left that, it last that, night. That, it's actually like an hour in if you ignore all the side stuff. Well, <laughs> but so I that, got lost in the side stuff. Yeah, so I did a bunch of the side stuff in. as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, like I say, two hours in, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think. Yeah, I, I, they. Part it's of not me, really a next gen game, is it? No, it's, it's really not. It's very much a Ubisoft open world game. It's. If this was a PC and it was, ten fifteen years ago, yeah, like I could maybe see this as an Assassin's Creed mod. Yeah, if you see what I mean, like yeah. it, it feels very much like it's very Assassin's Creed feely. Yeah, yeah, it's very and Ubisoft open world game. Yeah, it's it's like it, this is a Ubisoft game. Hey guys, this is a Ubisoft. Game. It's an open like, it's an open world game with towers to hack and side quests. And yeah, it was when I was panning over the menu, and it's like you can't do anything in this section until you take out this one central thing. Yeah. and if you want to see all the side missions, then you climb this tower and do yeah. it. And I was like. Guys, it's a little bit obvious. You've done this before, guys. Yeah. But um the one thing I will say is there's there's a lot of stuff in that game. Like just Oh yeah, there are things. The there sheer amount of things, things and game. stuff. Yeah. Which it and I, I can't tell if I appreciate or not. Don't so one of the big things I remember complaining about in well not even complaining about noticing in like Assassin's Creed, especially Assassin's Creed Four, the last yeah. one I played, was that they are still giving you new stuff like 10, 12, 15 hours into that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and they will just drop new mechanics and stuff into it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they're doing it for this. Like, after the first couple of hours, I was like, okay, I have the basic concepts of everything, but mm. there are eight other things in my phone that they haven't touched yet. Yeah. They've briefly mentioned there's a fact there's a way you can ha- uh, drop into other people's games yeah, yeah. there's they do the, they do the ubisoft open world it's an eight hour tutorial thing right okay. I'm, I'm, an, I'm another two hours into the game and they're still doing the whole this is how this certain aspect of your phone works and yeah. it's so like but, by the time i got uh before i switched it off last night like i, I had tried that um driver mission a couple of mm. times and it's failed miserably and I was yeah, like it's, yeah. it's too late I need to go but before I do I I had known through previews and stuff about the the digital drug stuff that's yeah, in the, that the game yeah the digi trips yeah so I had only known about the one where you take this digital drug you don't even take it like you it's a USB stick that you stick in your ear or something yeah, like that yeah some along those lines like I'd only seen the one where you basically go and turn into a spider tank yes and that's start stomping about Chicago, and I was this like, is this is Ubisoft saying we realised that Saint Rose a game, and um, but I can't even tell if it was that or like they had some game jam thing and was like, 
come up with some games in like a week and we'll see what we can do because there's there's a spider tank one which i yep. knew so i didn't play that one there's yeah. alone which is like a stealth game stealth survival horror style yeah thing uh there's psychedelic which is just crazy like Aiden Pierce just flies through the world with rainbows coming out his ass and springing on, on flowers and yeah I don't that's even a weird know. one and then the other one that is... was the, the, the one of the funniest things I've seen was on my Facebook feed someone was playing it mm. and uh, posted a video of them doing uh, psychedelic which is the name of that thing yeah for the first time just with the caption, this isn't the game I expected. No, no, that's it's, the thing. Like, It's just so weird to see. Every part of that game has, so far has been, or all the, the, the marketing for that game has been super serious and like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly they give you this option to like... Take digital drugs. Yeah, and they're not even like... I just like the dr- idea that the drugs of the future are just video games yeah, that you put in your head. Yeah, they're USB sticks. Yeah, and the other one, weird. The other one's Hellriders, I think it's called. Yeah, where it's basically Death Race. It's so Death Race or Carmageddon yeah. or something along those lines. Whatever you want to call it, yeah. And they're, they're not deep at all. They're no. supremely shallow experiences that are there for high scores and leaderboards and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And each one of them's got their, its own skill tree. Yeah, that that's weird as well. I don't understand that. But... And, oh, jeez. But th- that's the kind of thing, like, that was buried at the bottom of the menu that I don't even yeah. know if they're ever going to mention it. No, like, probably not. You might just have to come across it in your, on your own and, and see this yeah. kind of stuff. But um, I can definitely see, like, of the actual game so far, like, yeah, yeah. I can definitely see the hacking stuff being a real game changer. It's in it. really... Uh, this is the thing. It's that I, I can see through it and see that it's a, like, really basic... Assassin's Creed style thing mm. but you still you, you do all the things where you're like walking down the street and you can see all people's information that's drop like, on the screen I know and that's like hack and hack I, stuff and all that stuff and you just think this is really cool but like that's it's like, a cool idea the programmer in me like knows all of that it's like smoke and mirrors and just oh, yeah. but sure. it's still really cool it's like, really cool thing to see like when you when you like look at someone and you get it's normally like their name their job and their salary and then just like a random snippet of information yeah. like 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 frequent online purchases is like music and all that sort of stuff. but then it ranges from that to like uh recently got acquitted for child abuse charges yeah and uh, f- uh frequently what was it frequently tops online fighting game tournaments yeah and all that sort of it's stuff that's a, a weird one uh, but, cu- my favorite one from last night that i was playing was um a tens uh propaganda uh, no was it like propaganda they were basically saying they were like 9-11 truthers was kind yeah. of what they were saying there's a lot there's of weird like, stuff like that there's but so it, much stuff in there no. that's it's, it's, it's a, there's then, a bunch of really cool stuff you can do and then you, you're walking through and you're seeing all these names pop up and then occasionally like like i say two hours in this still seems pretty unique to me i don't know how many times they're going to repeat this same thing but mm. like when you're walking through with your phone out like looking at all these people and one of them will go hey this person looks like they might commit a crime yeah, and you hack them, and then you see like the the text messages on their phone, mm-hmm. and one of them looks like ah, they look like they're doing drugs, and you track them down, and you do see the drug thing, and then you go yeah. vigilante on them. Like I don't know how many of them they can possibly have put in there. There's like, a I... few. There's a fair few. Right. Okay. Because well... I, I still run into them every so often, and it's yeah, it is pretty interesting, and they're all varied as well. Like they're all different. It normally devolves into someone's done something to some guy and one guy's angry about it but it's yeah. like slightly subtly different than every other time sure. but then and then it gets to the, the the problem i have with it again is that they start using fudgy open world game logic 
of like, so you're supposed to, right, the, the two things that I've got the problem with are, one, you're supposed to be a vigilante, right? Yes. So you're supposed to be this guy who's got supreme control over this city-wide operating system that controls all the cameras and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you're, you're this vigilante that tracks down criminals using this. But you can do things like what I did today, where you track down the criminal and start running after him. But as you're running after this guy who's about to beat the shit out of his wife or whatever, you're hacking into people's bank accounts as you're <laughs> running after this guy. So you're yeah. like, you're a villain, but I'm going to take $6,000 from this woman over here. Like, how's that? I don't understand the moral justice in this system here. But that's how the game starts, right? It's, yeah. Like, it's, it starts with you and working with someone, like, I don't know so far, but working yeah. with someone to just stand in the middle of this crowded place and just steal money from all these people around and then you leave and you're yeah. like i thought this like i know you the guy's motivation guy. like yeah but um and it's a it's a you pretty see, standard you motivation do, you can sit and do things like this where you're running after criminals while also being a criminal yourself and that's really dumb and then the story kind of breaks when you think about it because the entire point is he's trying to protect the people that he cares about which is his sister and his nephew yeah but it's a city-wide operating system where everybody's names and stuff is in a database, and the police know the name of the vigilante. They know his name's Aiden Pierce because mm-hmm. they keep saying it, and it's on news reports, and people say it in the street. Yeah. So how can they not that- put two and two together and be like, he's got this sister that he's probably going to meet. Why do we not follow her? And then he'll probably turn up at some point. I did. I did like you start the, using these perverse video game logic, and it starts breaking the game. I did, I did quite like the little touches, though, of like when you hack into a camera and you go, you move, pan the camera over Pierce, and he like he does the kind of Ghost in the Shell standalone complex yeah. thing of like realizes he's on camera and it goes all pixelated. Yeah, yeah. like that was a really really cool idea. There, there, like, there, um, I, I, I don't know. Like it it's does, so weird. There's some dumb stuff in that game. <laughs> There is, I mean, I, the logic's I to- so perverse. I totally assumed it was, but I, I, yeah. I, th- I assumed it was going to be. Sorry, but I, I also like that. There's a lot of parallels in there that are kind of, especially apparent to modern life. Oh yeah, like it's- the stuff, like the like one of the first story missions that you get, or not even story mission, first kind of story cutscenes when you meet your sister for the first time. Yeah. Like she gets prank called by a guy who threatens her. Uh, says that he's going to break into her house and makes her uncomfortable and tells her to check the locks and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, that happens every day. And yeah. you get a lot of, like, there's many people written about it and it's a big-ass problem on things mm-hmm. like Twitter. And the fact that they went, like, within the first hour and was like, here's this thing that happened. And you're like, oh, that's that's quite astute. Like, yeah. that's that's something it's that they, that's ripped straight from the headlines. It's, 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 a, it's a lot. There's a lot of, like, little little things that link into like the the big message they're trying to go to of like online privacy and putting mm. your information everywhere and all that sort of stuff which is kind of obvious but i don't think the situation that's in the game would ever happen in real life but it's, I, but yeah. it does but it does little things of like you can do uh four square style check-ins at like monuments and I all that, that sort was of stuff really funny the first that's a really funny it. thing to do and you be- you can become the mayor of different sections. Yeah, it's like, so it's, strange. It's just Foursquare. Yeah. Um, and but it, was, put- uh, it, it does this. It does this really good thing of um, again the thing you're talking about. Like, yes, I'm going to chase this criminal down, but I'm also going to steal all of the money at your bank account, even though you yeah. get thirteen dollars in it. Like, I I hacked some poor drug dealer 
who was like down, oh. in, the, down in his lock and had like sixty dollars in his bank account. I can, I just I can talk to you for that because I was I was today I was walking down the street and the the blue square came up saying this person's of high importance mm. and panned over to the woman and it's like blah blah name owes six hundred thousand dollars in debt hack 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 account take six thousand dollars out of their account oh. you're like oh <laughs> you feel so bad about it and, and then the logic breaks again because you do this for like 20 people and walk up to an atm and take out twenty thousand dollars at an atm <laughs> you would think I that would sell how that's possible yeah, yeah exactly i don't know what atm has twenty thousand dollars that you could take out in cash but yeah, you exactly. can in this game without setting off like every alarm yeah. that's ever existed it's yeah i think the video yeah. game logic is quite prevalent in it but yeah, i i, yeah. I kind of like sorry i kind of like so far that the kind of story they're trying to tell and i yeah. think i think it's probably like if we imagine that in 20 years when this is kind of a possibility of this thing Maybe. could theoretically yeah. happen especially in a city like chicago which is already heavily wired up for sure. surveillance um like if you suddenly came across the keys to the kingdom, like you could do, would yeah, you yeah. not? Like you could. I don't like, know if you're saying if you're saying in a city where I had access to the like global operating system that control all the cameras and stuff. Like, would I become a vigilante? No, not uh, become a vigilante. Like if you could walk down the street and like there's a guy there with a flashy car and a Rolex, yeah, and you walk by and you see that he's got like ten thousand pounds in his bank account. Like, would you? Yeah, like, sure. He's not going to miss a hundred, right? I could just yeah. take this and nobody will know. It'll be, it's this really kind of weird, interesting thought experiment of... Sure. Like, if if you were to get this, despite the fact that you're, you you swear you're going to do good with it, like, is at what point do you start drawing that line? The line yeah. becomes really, really fuzzy. And then you can, you can definitely foresee that if somebody who had that power was also not right in their head, like, they yeah, could fuck could... with you. Yeah, exactly. Completely. It, it presents some really interesting ideas. And the other yeah. thing I noticed today, uh, I I got a craving for McDonald's today. Sure. So I walked to McDonald's, and as I was walking to McDonald's, I pulled my phone out and like was just checking stuff and stuff. Like, mm. And then noticed as I was walking down the street that I was pulling the the Aiden pose that he pulls while he walks down the street with his yeah. phone out. Yeah. You just sit, he's like eyes down, phone in his hand, just kind of randomly tackling stuff, and you go, "Oh, I really like I that animation." It. It's it's so it's because it's such a prevalent image in society now because like loads of people are doing it. It's so smart because you're now hiding a crowd, but with technology because you're you just look completely inconspicuous. Yes, it's so cool. Yeah, Um, there's a lot. The the game's really the game's got a lot of really cool ideas, but it's pretty standard. It's it's not the big jump we were expecting. No, it's not doing anything. Not doing anything new. But you'll be reviewing that, won't you? Yeah, I mean. God knows when that review will come up because it sounds like there's just so much stuff in it. Like, yeah, at some you might, point, you might, you might just have to force yourself to play the story and just. That's get what I'm it. thinking. Like, at some hour mark, once I've touched everything at least once, I'll plow through the story and see where it goes because yeah. it, it it could get really interesting. Yeah, it could do some cool things. Um, so yeah, that'll that's, that's that'll keep me it. occupied for a while. Yeah, um, I'll I'll keep playing it because it seems cool. Definitely. Because um, speaking of which, um, like as we're about to drop into news. Fucking murdered soul suspect comes out next week. Does it? Like, do you remember that game that I've yeah, been I really excited about for a while? Yeah. It's that next Tuesday. Next oh, Tuesday cool. comes out. What game? What systems are coming out for? Uh, everything. Next gen, oh, last okay. gen, cool. and PC. I hope um, it's good. Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll wait for reviews. I think on that one, but I'm excited about that. But That's I'm... the ghost detective game, right? Yeah. Yes, the one set in Salem where yeah, you solve yeah. your own murder as a ghost. 
It's yeah, awesome. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we'll need to see about that. So we've been going for quite a while already for something I didn't think would take very long, but so we'll, we'll, we'll sprint through some of the news here that's interesting. Um, again, speaking of it, um, The Division, which was the big Ubisoft game from last year, has been delayed yes. to 2015. The game was... that might be the next-gen one. Yeah, Maybe. that's the, the first big one that I'm really excited for next-gen. Um, it's supposed to be out this year, delayed to 2015. They haven't given an actual date for that. Sure, yeah. Um, Far Cry 4 got announced during the Ubisoft earnings yeah, call. Set where, in the Himalayas. In the Himalayas. Yeah. Um, which has, has given some really interesting um, discussion on Twitter because that um, the, the box art dropped. Yeah. And it's this slightly... It's this image of a... A... Blah, He's a, not white a, man, what, he's a white not even, man in a pink suit. He's not even a white man, apparently. Like according to is Ubisoft, he not? Okay. he's he's not he's not white. He's he looks Asian. white to me. Okay. I, I don't know what that means, but yeah, he looks kind of white to me. With like his hand on a knelt, coloured gentleman with a with a grenade, a grenade with a pin out. Yeah, like it it it's a really striking image, and you go okay, and like I'm not a big person to go immediately oh that's horribly racist this yeah, ban yeah. this sick filth like it, it's a really interesting concept and i want to see narratively how they do that mm-hmm. the only thing that worries me slightly is that um far cry 3 was not known for its subtlety not really no <laughs> it, it was a pretty it, out there game it took it took its themes and kind of rammed them straight up against the screen so the only thing that slightly worries me is that they might they might handle this wrong. It, it's 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 foreseeable that if this is the if this is like if that main villain who's putting the villain on your box yeah. is unusual. I mean, it worked for Far Cry Three. Yeah, they did it in three. But um, if if the guy's as charismatic as Fast was, yeah, then totally. fair enough. But if this main character is this, hor- it turns out. I mean, we have no idea. We have this no we've got to go on. Yeah. We know it's in the Himalayas. We know it's this year. And we know that this is the box art. Yeah. But if it turns out that the bad guy is this racist guy who just mm-hmm. um, subjugates all these these um, all these other people, which is a massive leap of logic to make based on a box art. Yeah, but... I mean that's what we're assuming, yeah. right? Based on the thing. Um, like I'm not. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, guess what? The bad guy does bad things. Yeah. Like, it- yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty good motivation to be a bad guy if you say, yeah. "Hey, we are racist." And the only, the only thing is, stuff. yeah. The only thing is, it could be help. It could be handled wrong. Like there is a way of it going wrong. Yes, I think. Oh yeah, it could, do, on, it could go totally wrong. Yeah, based on Far Cry 3's narrative, potentially. Um, but I, fuck, it's Far Cry Four. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that'll be, cool. be interesting. Um, Halo Five got a name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Halo 5 Guardians, Guardians which is coming for fall 2015 and it's not Master Chief on the box art because people had to scream about it on Twitter is it not? That. well like people were like asking for ages is it Master Chief Master Chief and Bungie had to come out and say no it's someone new calm down and it was... so the problem is like on the front cover there's two people there's like yeah. a guy at the bottom that looks like Master Chief but is it not someone... a reflection so they're not the same people oh okay the one on the bottom looks kind of like Master Chief the person at the top all is the very... spartans look the same <laughs> but this this definitely doesn't look like a spartan okay shine you all spartans look the same you racist fuck they're um... robot men <laughs> well they're not they're in they're not robot at all. suits yeah um the top one looks a little feminine i'm not sure i'm basing that on like video game armor designs sure 
Um, Does it have massive tits? That's normally how no, it, it, it has hips. Is, oh, okay. is basically all I'm going oh, for. Oh, really right. Like. Got you. Um, but yeah, Halo 5, 2015. Sure. That was, so this is one of two stories that I'm going to talk about where they, they delayed a game without announcing they were delaying the game. Like, there was never a... like. Apparently, they announced that Halo Four, Halo Five would be this year, and then put out this thing says, "Here's the big announcement for the the box art and the title for the new Halo game, and it's we're looking forward to it coming out in 2015." Yeah. And it took like a couple of hours for people to go, "Wait, 2015? You said that was this year?" And then yeah, yeah. Apparently, they were very careful about their wording when they said it originally, and I'm sure they were. Something they are about, budgy, I'm pretty sure they're smart. Yeah, something about Master Ch- the next adventure from Master Chief begins in 2014. Right. So not necessarily like Halo 5 will be out in 2014. Yeah. So the other one that did the exact same thing was uh, the game which I've forgotten and didn't write down. The Order. Um, Order 1866, which is the mm-hmm. kind of interesting looking PS4 exclusive game. That weird Middle Ages with guns yeah kind of dust yeah. till dawn style vampire hunting thing um delayed to 2015 but didn't announce that it was delayed until they didn't like put something out saying guys we need a couple extra months yeah we're delaying it to 2015 mm-hmm. they put out this big like it was part of the next wave of preview coverage for that game yeah like a bunch of outlets went and played it and reported back and then the official like playstation blog entry came out and was like here's all this cool new stuff about the thing and here's new screenshots and here's an extra trailer and it'll be coming out in 2015 bye and you're like wait wait what yeah they just delayed that game without announcing it was delayed it was a lot of, a lot of people seem to be pulling this kind of bait and switch still thing yeah oh, oh by the way this is well bye and then so that's, that's the- so that's the e3 bingo we play this year right is when a game gets announced or revealed or whatever, yeah. and they announce, we need to see when we think that the date that they're announcing is actually what they mean, whether they're playing some weird Scrabble Jenga thing mm-hmm. to, to like, it's probably going to be 2014, but we might slip. Yeah, so sure. It'd be interesting to see. I'm, I'm willing to bet that nearly every single game that gets announced that E3 has a slip in release date. Yeah. Possibly. Like every every not not games that have already been announced. I'm saying new games that get announced when they get released. I'm willing to bet they all slip. Like unless, not one of them will hit. Unless their it's got an, a written month, it's probably not even then. I I say if it's a, if it's a thing that gets released that has a written month, it won't hit its release date. I think well, willing to bet every game that gets announced on a main stage at E3 will not hit its you release think? date. Yep, willing okay. to put money on it. Okay, well I will take you on that bet. Sure, I will say that. If the game is announced with a month, like a named month, a like named if say, month. If they say November twenty fourteen, okay, it'll be November twenty fourteen. If sure. they say fall, if they say Q four, yeah, probably gonna slip. I'll, I'll I'll take a month. I'm still confident. I'll take okay. a month. Well, we'll announce terms of that later. Sure. Um, little interesting bit of information that most people that play video games are boring bastards. Yep. Um, the mass- they announced uh, Bioware released a- just a blog post saying, "Hey, here oh, are th- yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, here are the names that people chose for their their shepherds and yep. the their their um Mass Effect games. The Mass Effect games. Uh, and because the only thing you change because he was always going to be Shepherd because that's how they address it's you, the but you can change your you first change. name. Yeah. The top five. So this is over everyone. I think it's just Europe. As far as I can tell, this is just Europe. Um, top five female names were Sarah, Kate, Alice, Jessica, and Alex. 
male names were Jack, James, Chris, Alex, and Michael. Like, yeah, come on, like, guys! For God's sake, choose yeah. something interesting. But I'm, I made mine a video game wrestling. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Uh, did I called you, him, should... I call, I called him Malcolm. Okay. After the UT character. I, I thought I couldn't remember why you got that name, but yeah. Yeah. And also, like, I was thinking, oh, like, oh, Sarah and Jack are like the default names, right? And like, no, no, it's, they're not. It's John and Jane are the default yep. names. So these are these are things that they deleted the default names and put that. I'd put in a more boring name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the actual country-specific ones weren't that much different either. Like, yeah. Poland, it was Adam and Kate. German, it was Chris and Sarah. Like that's boring. Ugh, boring as crap. Uh. So yeah, um, game the UK retailer continues to come back from the dead, where it's yeah, surprising itself in the stock market. Rise like the like, phoenix. That was amazing, but yeah, yeah, um, it's going to put itself in the stock market. And actually, I got an email um, from them about this, like directly from Game, saying like we're giving away stock if you want to <laughs> enter this competition, you'll get a hundred pound worth of stock. I'm like, huh, okay, they're oh, okay. kind of serious about this. Uh, what else we got? Uh, apparently, the blue team in League of Legends has an advantage. It's yeah. Um, do they not have like a higher win rate or something like that? Uh, over two hundred twenty-four games, the blue side won 30, 34 times more than red red yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. So a thirty percent difference between the opposing sides. Could you give any elaboration on why you think that might be? Is the map just not entirely um, symmetrical? Typically speaking, blue sides got advantage over early dragon technically speaking which can propel your gold in the early game and therefore let you win later dragon being a creature in the jungle i'm assuming it's one of the two big camps there's that and baron which gives you a buff but dragon's just for gold right uh that's literally the only reason i could think of because the map the map in league is way more symmetrical than the map in dota oh really um oh yeah yeah there are like certain there are certain heroes in Dota that you can play in certain positions that are designed to work better in those positions. Mm-hmm. Like if you're Radiant, i.e. the side that plays on the left, you play you can play Gyrocopter in the safe lane and get more farm than you would do if you were dire. Okay. Because you can farm the jungle faster. It's weird. Okay. But yeah, the League is supposed to be a symmetrical map, but I don't see why the only thing I could think of as to why Blue would get an advantage would be the dragon thing. But thirty three percent seems high for early dragons. It seems like more I don't than, know why. Yeah, it seems more yeah. than just random. Yeah, I I couldn't explain it. Interesting. Um and in our League of Legends news, there's a mod you can play which will let you play as Snoop Dogg continuing the wonderful tradition of Snoop Dogg appearing Snoop in Dogg's now in all video games. Um, apparently he is a skin replacement for Nasus. Nasus? Okay, Nasus. Uh, that turns that character into Snoop Dogg, complete with Pimp Kane. That's funny because the character's a dog to begin with. Uh, naturally he can, this is a quote from the Kotaku article, naturally he can do the drop it like it's hot dance as well as perform weed related moves. Great. Fantastic. Um, the change is local and cosmetic and can only be seen by you, not other players that you face off against. Of course not, because that would be silly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently it plays next episode at some point as well. So. Cool. Great. The video is pretty funny. You should, I'll send you the link after I'll that. I'll totally it's watch that. great. Snoop Dogg um, in all video games, I am happy with. More <laughs> Snoop Dogg in video games. Um, so, more good Kickstarter news. Um, Amplitudes, uh, sorry, Harmonics successfully made their Amplitudes Kickstarter. Um, yeah, good. Within the last day, I think they made it. Good. Um, and that was spurred on by the fact that Insomniac pledged seven and a half thousand dollars to the project, which is pretty cool. Um, 
the where was it posted some next website CEO Ted Price wrote that the studio wants to see a new amplitude and music games are popular among their developers so they dropped seven and a half thousand dollars at it and at the seven and a half thousand dollar backer reward level Harmonix will remix a song owned by the backers and add it to the game so Insomniac will lend Harmonix the song Crazy Ride featured in the studio's 20th anniversary commemoration music video so, wow okay cool that's pretty cool uh that was I, I kind of like the idea of, of developers helping each other out and these kind of things. And I'm, I, yeah. I'm glad to see that there are other people out there that liked Amplitude. Um, I didn't back that Kickstarter because I wasn't entirely sure about it. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I will definitely. Amplitude's a good game. I will pick that up when it appears. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the like this industry prides itself on tech and new shiny things and kind of new bits of intricate, expensive technology. Yes, trust the developers of SingStar to come out with one of the best bits of technology I've, I've seen yet, which is not even a new peripheral. So there's a new SingStar coming out for PS4. That was kind of expected. Yep. They are giving you the ability to, rather than having to go out and buy a bunch of USB microphones or buy their own branded microphones that will only work with that game, they are releasing an app for your smartphone that will let you use your smartphone as the microphone. That's cool. That is just one of the smartest... Like, you look at it and you go, of course, like, that makes total yeah, that's- sense. Yeah, makes everyone, sense. everyone yeah. at a party for karaoke is going to have a smartphone that will be able to mm-hmm. do this kind of thing. It makes total sense, and those microphones are actually really good. That's the other thing. Um, microphones like and phones, most, yeah. Mo- like most iPhone and high-end Android microphones are pretty damn good. So, uh, yeah, fair enough. That's great... really smart. I never would have thought of that. That's yeah, a genius idea. It's really smart. Yeah. Um, October continues to be the busiest month that we will probably ever see where for um, video games yeah yep uh, evolve got announced is coming to pc ps4 and xbox one on october 21st oh at least that's the end of the month it's, it's not the end of the month october it's 9th not, like it's not october else. 9th yeah exactly yeah. um that'll be a fun one for reviews we oh, each yeah. need one game that we need to review for october 9th. oh god we'll take one each and just run with it see well mine's dragon age so i need at least oh, like yeah, 100 shit. hours I forgot. dragon age is the same one like yeah. i don't i don't particularly care about alien like i'll probably play it at some point I'll probably take Evolve then because I'm I'm interested in that. No, you need something for the ninth. Oh, the ninth day. Yeah. What's the other one? There was there was There's Alien... some, like multiple. You can pick one. Drive Club, which I don't particularly care about. I don't know. We'll think about. Um... You need to do Drive Club, or else that man will turn up and masturbate You're, in your you bed while you sleep. You know what? We're right. We need to play Drive Club, <laughs> like just to just to close <laughs> the loop yeah. on that story. We need to, we finish need to the play loop. some Drive Club. We need to um, it. So site favorite super hot. Uh, started on Kickstarter. They launched a Kickstarter campaign. Yes, um, for a full Superhot game. That new trailer that they put out looks really good. Yep, um, it with does. The new art and stuff. It looks really, really nice. Uh, I'm just checking the states of the Kickstarter now. There are 16 days to go. They are eighty-seven thousand dollars over their budget already. Good. They good. hit their hundred. They're asking for hundred thousand dollars. They're on one eight seven at the minute with eight and a half thousand backers. They have broke three of their stretch goals already. One of their stretch goals, funnily, being called Better Animations. Cool. Um, it says Better Animations at 120,000. We'll hire an additional 3D animator to make the game look even nicer in motion. So, yeah. Cool. Good for um, those guys. If you haven't played that, that prototype they have, go and Google Superhot and play that thing. It's genius. Or watch our video. Or watch our video that I did back in, when we started this thing. Yep. The coolest feature I've seen so far based on that new trailer is you get a samurai sword that can cut bullets in half out of thin air. Yeah, that was really good. That was awesome. Like that. <laughs> I looked at that and went, of course that makes... Yep, I'm totally on board with that. Uh, 
there was oh we talked about amplitude um just a little bit of quote from Kazurai, Sony CEO. They say that the PS4 is already profitable. Um, yeah. Based on... So they didn't say particularly about whether they're selling consoles at a loss and making up software. They just said that... Um, do, do, do. In terms of, of... From a profitability perspective, PS4 is already contributing profit on a hardware unit basis. Oh, there you go. So hardware is go. making them profit. Good for them. Um, establishing a very different business framework from that of previous platform businesses, which means they're not selling them at a loss, which is mm-hmm. pretty good. Good. Um, they've now sold more than 7 million units worldwide as of April 6th. Uh, top selling platform in April for the fourth month in a row, and April was the month that Titanfall launched. So Great. That's that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's... Um, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about more about Xbox One in a second. Um... What else was there? Uh, Ubisoft is at at E3 2014 will announce five new games. None of them are for Nintendo platforms. Ooh, okay. Which Ubisoft has always been kind of behind Nintendo. Yeah, they have. Most things. Five new games, none of them for Nintendo is... Yeah, not great. Yep. Um, not great for them. Considering that the next big game they've got is Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's kind of it. Like, my that's not until like November. And, yeah. Uh, and everybody will have bought it on 3DS by then anyway and won't care exactly Yeah. Uh, so Basement Crawl I don't know if you, you remember this game it was a PS4 launch game download only I think it was like a uh, hor- it was a horror Bomberman basically like it was like Twisted Metal I kind of don't remember this game Okay. I only know the name and I knew it was, wasn't very good um, it has an it has a Metacritic score that is lower than other infamously bad games like Duke Nukem Forever Aliens Colonial Marines and Walking Dead Survival Instinct Great. So it's got, more, uh, it's got a Metacritic score of 27. That's pretty low. So the um, amazingly named developers, Bloober, um, Bloober. Uh, came out, the guy apologised for the situation and pledged to make things right with Basement Crawl. They are basically rebuilding that game from scratch. Okay, good. And we'll, and we'll release it for free for all people that bought it at launch. Which is cool. kind of cool, but like, do people really care at this point? Who knows? Um, Sony are preparing to bring PlayStation to China, which is a big deal. Um, China only recently allowed games consoles, and yeah. even then, it's still a kind of grey area. I think China, China have a ban on imports, or they have very strict control on anything that can be considered gambling, which includes arcade machines, home consoles, anything like that. They've started... How is that? How is home consoles gambling? Because it's games. It, it the law the the law is written in a way that it says games right okay sure as opposed to gambling yeah so sure fair enough that makes sense uh, so the ban is lifting in January uh, Sony said they were China's a promising market um, before um, Microsoft announced they're launching the Xbox One there in September so they are launching that stuff in China and sure. it's probably going to do super well because China probably will yeah China's a big market right now. Uh, what else we got? Evil Within was delayed till October. Um, that's kind of fine that it was sure. delayed. Like I want that game to be good, not good. That it's delayed to October, like every other goddamn game. Um, it's out for Halloween, scary game. So that's Halloween. the thing they're announcing it for just before Halloween, which yep. kind of makes sense. Scary game for Halloween. Um, there's game. a new Battlefield game that got leaked uh, ahead of what is presumably an E3 announcement. Um, Battlefield Hardline is the next in the Battlefield series. Sure. Um, and it's about I'm co- surprised that that's a thing, so considering we'll, they still we'll, can't make Battlefield 4 work. We'll get onto that, but um, 
it's partly about police as opposed to like military. Like it's okay. SWAT, it's SWAT, it's local police, it's that kind of stuff. So there's probably so it's probably going to go a little bit more twenty four than like hardcore military shooter. Sure. Which is kind of a good, interesting direction to take it because I'm kind of done with military shooters. Yeah. Like if they can take most it people to, are. Yeah, if they can take it to a slightly more interesting route like that, then sure. Um, but yeah, like remember when they said they weren't going to do any more Battlefield stuff until they fixed Battlefield Four? We knew that was a lie, though. Yeah, like we knew it was a lie. Either they can assume that Battlefield Four is going to be fixed, or nobody cares anymore by November, which I'm assuming this is when this is going to launch. Probably. Who knows? I haven't watched the trailer yet because I want to be excited by something at E3, so I will wait for that trailer. Yeah, I've, I, I did the same thing. Of I've said that if something gets announced as an E3 spoiler, I'm not going to watch it because yeah. I want to try and be surprised by yeah. a little thing at least. Um, and in other delay news, Steam machines have been delayed till 2015, so Valve sure. All right. hardware boxes running SteamOS. Okay. Um, Fine by them. The final small one that I found was um, Sony. This is really, really interesting, actually. Sony are. Um, so uh, TGS happens in September? September in Japan. So Tokyo Game Show. Yep. Um, and there's an indie game area at TGS this year. Oh! I think it's been there a couple of years, actually. Okay. I was going to say, I was genuinely surprised by that. That's... Yeah, me too. Well, apparently, there's a big indie game scene in Japan now that's, oh, that's good. springing up. Um, and the announcement today was that the indie game area, which is a dedicated space for independent developers, will be free for exhibitors at Tokyo Game Show 24 this year, courtesy of Sony. Oh, so oh. the area is being sponsored by Sony, who will cover the. I'm reading from the Polygon article for this. Um, the area is being sponsored by Sony Computer Entertainment, who will cover the uh, approximately nine hundred eighty dollar bill for each exhibitor over the course of four days. Cool. So if you can get a space in the indie space, if you can get a booth in the indie area of TGS, Sony will pay the bill for you to be there. That's and it's, great. And it's, the 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 thing that really astounded me is that. Um, I'm trying to find the line. Uh, so the event, uh, the area gives game developers the op- opportunity to exhibit games for every platform at an affordable exhibition fee, with the objective of creating new movements in the computer entertainment industry. So Sony will pay for your game, even if it's not a PS4 exclusive, which is hmm. bizarre. But um, but yeah, I, I, if if ever there was more reason to show that Sony were supporting indies, I yeah, guess that's. Totally. I mean, and this is like it. This is almost a selfless act. Like you can be damn sure they're going to be pushing the ones that are on, or they'll they'll have their own space showing the PS4 exclusive ones. Mm-hmm. But they're taking like fifty developers a day for the four day exhibit. They are paying all of those entrance fees. Yeah, that's so great. Good for those guys. It's awesome. It's a really really nice bit of news. Uh, yeah, which I thought was really cool. Um, so before we get onto the serious topics, some of the comedy articles uh, came up. Well, Okay, sure. Um, where are we? There was uh, <laughs> the so like every other big game, Watch Dogs leaked on torrent sites mm-hmm. like days before the release. Apparently, the biggest torrent on the internet for Watch Dogs also contains a Bitcoin miner. Yay! <laughs> More okay. Bitcoin miner use. Uh, yep. There was uh, oh, what else was there? Oh wait, I thought I had more than one funny thing. 
Um, okay, the other funny thing I found was um, Kotaku put an article out of, like, after 48 hours of the game being out, what are Steam reviews saying for Watch Dogs? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Some of them are brilliant. Um, it's like hack, hacked a guy for $200 who had cancer, 10 out of 10. Yeah. That was one uh, of thumbs down, the first mission is quite a difficult one where you have to repeatedly try and log into the Uplay mainframe. Badoom tish. Uh, you don't play, thumbs down. Uh, the Uplay thing is really bad, let's be fair. It's <laughs> yeah, really bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, do, 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 do. do you want to move on to the big one before this lasts for like two and a half hours <laughs> yeah okay sure um, oh god we've been going for two hours god damn it okay yes that, I thought that was really funny NSA Simulator 2014 was my favourite um, so the, yeah the big news that we got actually the other small bit of news that I feel we should mention um, Total Biscuit the YouTube uh, very very famous YouTuber yep. um, was diagnosed with cancer Yep, last week I mm-hmm. think tail end of last week. Um, he said uh, they missed it in the first scope. Um, it's small enough to be missed, but not small enough to not exist at all. Yeah. Um, so full blown cancer. The quote, the tweet from him was full blown cancer. Starting chemo soon, then surgery. Doctor's optimistic. Don't make my mistake. Get checked. So yep. it's I'm lucky some, for him. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I wish him the best. Um, he's a he's a fantastic YouTuber. I've watched quite a lot of his stuff. Um, and is, has been quite vocal on some of the, the YouTube nonsense that's happened over the past couple of years. So I mm-hmm. uh, wish him all the best and hope that he gets well soon. Mm-hmm. So the big news, I think, or the two bits of big news were the announcement of... Well, I mean, do you even want to talk about the Connect stuff? Since we kind of talked about it. We already kind of talked about we it. Already, we, we recorded a quick Skype conversation after they're, it. They're, they're releasing an Xbox without the Connect. If you need to know more, we've got a podcast up on the site. Yeah, we... we, we, we <laughs> Again, fucking came out the day after the podcast went live. Yeah, which is why we decided to record. For the (laughs) second time, they scooped us on that, which is really, really annoying. Um, So yeah, go listen to that. We talk about that. But the bottom line is, there's a $399 Xbox coming without a Kinect. Yep. Uh, Yeah. So the big news was um, the report, and it's still under report. Nobody's confirmed it yet, but YouTube are set to acquire Twitch for a billion dollars. Yeah, no one's actually said if that's real Nobody or not Nobody has yet, confirmed that it's right. I think the original article came from USA Today, was it, that, that dropped the... I can't the... remember. I'm trying to see what... I'll quickly pull up the original article. Uh, Varst, uh, Variety, sorry. Yeah, um, sure. Originally leaked it. They said that uh, Twitch is being acquired by YouTube as part of a deal worth more than a billion dollars. Um, the deal is reportedly an all-cash offer, which Variety says is expected to be announced imminently. And this was May 18th, so yep. not exactly imminent. Like, not really imminent, no. Um, so like they said, nobody has actually said anything. The only other interesting bit of pur- purported fact, which nobody's confirmed yet, is that they were evaluating multiple bids from potential buyers, including Microsoft. Which <laughs> would have been a hell of a thing that if Microsoft really had acquired Twitch. <laughs> Considering how built-in Twitch is to like the PS4, mm-hmm. that would be really interesting. Um, yeah, that would have been a funny that. one. So, I mean, like we say, none of this is confirmed. It's all speculation. Um, how do you feel about YouTube potentially buying one of the biggest I, and most important uh, things? I honestly don't know. Like, this is a lot of people, like, because I use Twitch a lot and all that sort of stuff, people, we were sitting talking about it, about how we would feel about it. We honestly don't know. Like, YouTube are really good at videos. Like, they know video encoding and how to make videos work and stuff like that. So if they can fix Twitch servers and stuff like that, that's great. But then they also might tag along all the Google Plus bullshit that goes with YouTube and all that terribleness. Yeah. So we, I really don't know 
how so bad the, it would be. The two big sticking points I, I was seeing with a lot of people talking about this was Google Plus integration and all that kind of nonsense comment That would system. be bad, yeah. Um, and Content ID was the other one that came up. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Which is YouTube's automated system for pulling videos that it thinks has copyrighted content in them. Um, so I don't know how you can use that for streaming. Like, so, like, it's all copyrighted material. Well, I mean, I mean, explicitly, like, like, um, full track, full al- like music tracks or like clips oh, yeah, of movies. Would... Like, if you if you were to like Twitch stream like Frozen or something like that. Like, yeah, it, but uh, that gets shut at the, the that gets shut down most times anyway, just because of Twitch. Like the problem sure. for the problem that Content ID would have would be a lot of really high profile streamers when they're streaming their games like to play music yes. as most people do when they play video games and those guys would just get shut down instantly so that's that's the other thing is that there's a difference between because like if somebody's streaming all of all of some movie like twitch that that would come out pretty quick twitch would look at it and go yep that's content it's content and just pull the stream yeah the thing about youtube that's annoying is that it's uh automatic mm. so like even if you do it accidentally or not accidentally. Like, I think one of the examples I heard people mention about were, um, what's the name of that video game wrestling thing where they uh, make created characters and then I, I, I uh, AI. It's not just a video game wrestling league or something, something like that. Something like that. But apart, like, a bunch of the created characters in there use licensed music as their entry music, right? And if you're yeah. streaming that out and you play three seconds of drop, like, a minute of drop it like it's hot, your stream's <laughs> immediately going to get pulled, right? Yeah. And you're probably going to get, like, if they use the same YouTube system, you're going to get a strike for your three strikes. And that kind of destroys a lot of what makes Twitch special. Like, are you, yeah. like, would, would Twitch versus, would Twitch plays Pokemon have appeared if content ID was there? Like, Don't know. You're, you're essentially streaming, what was it, like 16 days worth of a game? Like, at what point does content ID twig with that? Um, it, it would be a really weird thing, yeah. I never thought about it from the content ID angle, but I probably yeah. should have. That's, so, I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's really strange. That's the big one. Like, ideal, like if we go super blue sky with this thing, and that Google come in, they shore up their hardware, their software, their technology for all the streaming stuff. Twitch becomes a better service, and everyone gets on with their lives, which is That'd kind great. of what yeah, everyone wants with this thing. The worry is that they turn it into. There's two worries really. The one is that they incorporate twitch into youtube and close twitch yeah. like they take all the 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 the, mar- the audience the market share of twitch integrate into youtube and then ditch twitch as a concept not a great idea they probably won't do it twitch is a pretty well well-known brand at this point yeah the other thing they do is they take twitch and then bolt on all this youtube bollocks onto it as well which would be terrible yeah which will see a bunch of people move off twitch i'm pretty confident if if they start switching on content ID and they will get pushed to switch on content ID on these things. Probably. Um, people will stop using Twitch and we'll jump to... Justin TV. Justin TV is Twitch, is it not? No. Not anymore. I think Justin TV is its own thing. I don't even think it's called Justin TV anymore. I, I, this now. I vaguely remember when I was hooking up Twitch to the site that a bunch of the code you pull in mentions Justin TV for Twitch. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm I completely wrong. I think it's wrong. the same thing. Um, maybe they use Ustream. I, Ustream's the other one that Ustream or what's the Azubu's the other one? I've never heard be. of that one. Azubu's or, like used by like league streamers and stuff like that. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Or some other startup comes in and takes all that market share. Like this would be the time. To yeah, do that, it. that would be good. So of saying, know. hey, we've got our own streaming site and we won't stop you from doing stuff. So like that we would... said, nothing is set. This no. none of this is even confirmed. Whether 
whether it will go ahead or not. But um, yeah, it, it we'll have to wait and see on that one. But I can understand why a lot of people, a lot of streamers, are very nervous, would be upset. Right? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, you're right. We should probably wrap this before this goes on to the longest podcast we've ever got done. Done. Yeah. Um, so, what are you doing over the next couple of weeks? Well, um, actually, shit. This is the last podcast for E3. I know. Right. We are going to do another podcast probably next week on what our E3 predictions are going to be. Sure. But, um, just a, a little short one because I meant to do that this time, but we just don't have time. So sure. We will next do, couple we'll of do weeks, something quick. More Watchdogs, I'm assuming? Yeah, I'll play more Watchdogs and other stuff as well. I intend to... The review for Transistor will be up. Yes. Let's get this will come out on Thursday. Yep. So it'll either be up on Thursday or on Friday. I, I also let's... intend to rev- I also intend to have a video of Freelancer done oh, sure. yes. on Saturday. Cool. So I will send that to you on Sunday for editing and then cool. be up next week at some point. Awesome. Um, I'm going to be Watchdogs. Um, probably... That's it. I watch them dogs all day, every day. And I, there's a couple of other things I kind of want to try, and um, stuff that's not going to take too long. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll keep it as a surprise. But there's a couple mm-hmm. of things I want to play just to say I've played them. Sure, they just seem super interesting. Fair enough. Um, okay, so we'll be back in two weeks for the E3 cast. Oh God, um, yeah. It'll be on the Wednesday. The Wednesday it'll go up probably. Yep. Um, but yeah, we will be doing a bunch of E3 coverage in on from J- June the 9th. Onwards. June the 9th and June the 10th, we will be covering every press conference and recording a podcast. Um, so yeah, I would keep it, keep it, keep it on the site for yeah, um, a bunch will, of that stuff. We will stay up until ludicrous hours making oh, articles God. and stuff. Like, as much as I love E3 and I love the, the way we both do E3. Yeah. That is a hell of a night. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 an interesting experience to say the least. Very much so. Um, and you get to hear us sleep deprived again after last. Yeah, year's. that'll be fun. That'll oh. be a good one. So yeah, so we're back in two weeks with E three. Until then, the website is gameenginestart.com where you'll find all of the E three writing and stuff. Uh, Calv's transistor review. All the videos we post will all be there. We're on Facebook and Twitter. If you search for Game Engine Start, you'll find us. Uh, we the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash game engine start where you'll see um all the videos we post up. Uh keep an eye on Twitch. I might try and stream some watchdogs next week. Sure. There might be other things up here that I'm kind of excited about that might replace that, but we'll see. Um but yeah, we'll be back for E three. Um so I'd probably start sleeping now. Yeah, just probably. to be ready. Yeah, and oh just kind of make sure you're... If I didn't have all this other shit to do, then... <laughs> just make sure you're energised and, and we can go, and, yep. and we'll see. I'll be good to um, But until then, we'll see you there. Enjoy. Bye, people. Bye-bye. Ah, E3.